The Starlight Parade is about to begin outside, and there's a there's whooping and hollering and all kinds of things happening outside our door. How's it going, eh? uh, It's going all right. You got a big parade in your honor outside. Apparently, the Starlight Parade is an annual occurrence, and uh, I didn't know what the hell it was. It's just a thing that happens. Mm-hmm. But uh, an evening yep. parade that winds its way through downtown, of which we are a part. So, yeah. Yeah. It's going to pass right by our building, the festivities. The street is blocked off, and there are people gathered, and we have a, a perfect vantage point to see this section of it. So... I had my band in there three times. In the Starlight Parade? Yep. Really? Indeed. You just came up to Portland? Huh? Well, we came down to Portland from Washington. Oh, I see. Right. Okay. It was a ways back. (laughs) Uh, Sure. In the year 2000. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Close. It was close to that. Uh, it was there, but it's <laughs> yeah. We did it. We did it three years in a row, and uh, I mean, yeah. the, they had been doing it for years before I got there. It was like a tradition, <laughs> an annual tradition. Probably. I had no idea it was that big. Like it's a, apparently a yeah. big thing, but I didn't know it's a big thing. Yeah, we won it. Our uh, we won the sweepstakes award our our third year there. And, um, Which is what? What's the sweepstakes award? I don't understand. Sweepstakes means you're the best of all the, regardless of class. Why do they call it the sweepstakes? It sounds like it's just random. You sweep it. You, <laughs> okay. You sweep the stakes. <laughs> I don't know. That's the that's the title for. So you can win your class, mm-hmm. right? So they have different different groups of different classes, classifications of, of groups of bands, right? So there's the like middle schools and high schools, or various sizes of high schools, and maybe adult bands or police bands, whatever. So we were judged to be the best of all the different levels. Right. Which was fun. It was cool. Interesting. So, uh, you po- folks who are listening to It's Just Called Two Brothers. <laughs> it is just podcast. called Two Brothers. Hi. I am Marcus. I'm James. Yeah, and yeah. you may also be listening to a parade uh, in the in the background. <laughs> I mean, there may be some whoops, so who knows? Yeah. <laughs> well, let's get right to my music share before the uh, music of the parade gets uh, t- too overwhelming. I mean, this is well along the route. I don't know how far it goes, but this has got to be somewhat near the end, I would say, at this at this side because huh. it starts way way the other side of downtown it was kind of a loop as I recall because mm-hmm. um, you had to get back to your staging area your buses and whatnot. Okay. of course that doesn't necessarily mean that you you can't end the parade somewhere else and just walk back on a back street but maybe we're in the middle then I was going to do the music share but now that I think about it you're listening to me uh, you Marcus are listening to me <laughs> on my new phone my old phone uh, iPhone 5S I had for five years and uh, it served me pretty well up until the last uh, month or so it really the battery started becoming uh, less and less reliable and harder and harder to charge to the point where I thought I, I had you know like a bad couple of uh, charging cables it was like yeah, you know push it this way or you have to hold it tight just so and if you don't hold it it doesn't charge and hmm. so eventually a few days ago it uh, it wouldn't charge at all okay and i said all right that's it i'm getting a new new phone so good job good decision yeah so i went with the with the eight which <laughs> is um modern enough to uh to have all the the, the appropriate bells and whistles and be <laughs> slightly suppose. larger for my eyes mm-hmm. uh, which is nice but not so much that it's going to cost me you know like surprise you can still get that the eight yeah you can still get a six. Oh wait what am i thinking okay because they jumped straight from the eight to the ten all right, right. never mind or i'm yeah, thinking they went from I was thinking the six because I still yeah. have a seven plus. Eight. Yeah, they went. Eight, they went indeed. 
three, four, five, six, right. seven, eight X. Yeah. Rocky V. Mm-hmm. Insert. He didn't even try to teach us wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so, and it's really nice. Uh, the, this phone is a lot of things work really well. Uh, the, the, all the charging cables were fine. Mm-hmm. As it turns out. Yeah. And um, it's faster, and the camera is quicker and better quality, and all that jazz. So. Well, mine is just about paid off, so soon there'll be a mighty trade-in. <laughs> yeah, I got 22 months to pay this one off now. That I think, but hey, that's okay. Uh, if it lasts as long as my last one did, you know, it was five years. It's pretty good. Right. By then, they'll they'll have just hologram mm-hmm. projected uh, out of your forehead. I would be perfectly happy with the Futurama version of iPhone that they sell <laughs> directly in your eyeball. Yeah, Google Glass in your eye. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's better than out there where everybody can see your nerdiness. So I suppose, <laughs> I'm all right yeah, with that. I mean, if you want <laughs> implants before nerdness, it's like a giant fedora on your head. Oh, <laughs> milady. No. <laughs> We get the diamond uh, in the forehead, like vision. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. So, yeah. Marvel's vision. Yeah, you, uh, yeah. As long as nobody else can see it, that's fine. If it's behind my flesh and and or skull, that's cool. If it's in front, no dice. <laughs> no dice. <laughs> Shirt, no service. Yeah, Speaking of which, put that in there. I am I am unbelievably excited for two upcoming nostalgic productions. Okay. They're remaking something. Number one. The third Bill and Ted movie. Oh, I had no idea. That is coming. They are actually doing it. Both Keanu and Alex Winters are involved and on board. Uh-huh. They, uh-huh. they are either a, they finished principal photography or they are in production now. Is that right? Actually going to happen. Number Amazing. I, I don't care at all what it is. Sure, yeah. I'm totally on board with throwing some money at them. For just showing up. <laughs> That's enough. <laughs> yeah. Uh, number two, the uh, Dark Crystal prequel is uh, very exciting. I'm, I'm very much oh. uh, down to see that. Should I see Dark Crystal before watching the uh, the new one? Oh, my God, yeah. So you haven't seen Dark Crystal? Okay. Nah. Holy crap. Call yourself a Gen Xer. <laughs> Do I? <laughs> <laughs> speaking of which, it's time for my music chair. Okay. And uh, speaking of, of puppeteering, Mm-hmm. Um, this is called. This is a, a piece called "Animal Requiem" okay. by Rachel Fuller, who is a, um, yeah, a modern, let's say, a neoclassical composer. She's, she probably wouldn't want to be labeled that, but using the symphony orchestra uh, in her compositions right. to write this. She calls it "Animal Requiem." It's not strictly a requiem, but it's a collection of, I believe, nine movements, uh, loosely okay. based on a on a true requiem. And she's she. She was talking about how uh, she fell in love with Mozart's Requiem, and that's what she wanted to sort of right. pay homage to. Okay, why do you uh, say in, in it's form. not a true Requiem? What are the elements of actual Requiem that... It doesn't follow the Catholic liturgy, mm-hmm. you know, fully. Right. There are some, you know, there's a Kyrie eleison mm-hmm. uh, in there, for example, which is the third movement that I'm going to uh, say is my actual share. Yeah. But not every movement is uh, strictly following the, the original form. Right. I, I feel like only a few really traditionally classic ones do and from then it's it's a it's all variations on the form and and the spirit of the requiem is really the more important item yeah oh certainly certainly that's what i'm saying it's not a it's not a catholic requiem right it's a you know it's a secular sure requiem but but uses you know those the terms and so forth mm-hmm. and each movement was uh written for an animal she had had and loved but lost uh-huh. Right it, throughout her life, she doesn't necessarily tell you 
what the animal is specifically, it could be your animal, mm-hmm. right? Or anybody's past love and loss. Okay. And so, um, and she's a uh, somewhat of an animal rights activist. And so that, that became, I don't know what, activist, mm-hmm. supporter. And that became a, a whole fundraiser right. as well as uh, the, al- the album release. To wit, uh, she was able to, to gain some nepotistic uh, coup <laughs> <laughs> by... Uh, Having Paul McCartney contribute a song to the album. Sure. Uh, and Paul McCartney is? Who is Paul McCartney to Paul, her? Paul McCartney is one of a, a group called the Beatles that was famous in the uh, <laughs> But to the her, world who is he music. to her? <laughs> so Rachel Fuller yeah. is the wife of Pete Townsend, guitarist right. for, for The Who. Right. And uh, Pete and Paul have been longtime friends. Of course. So, so she asked Pete to contact Paul and say, hey, what about uh, being a part of this? Mm-hmm. The Beatles in general and the production companies and, and, and song rights owners yeah. typically don't allow for arrangements of the original material. Yeah. But she asked a friend of a friend <laughs> mm-hmm. to, uh, to see if they could use Blackbird. And yeah. even knowing that Blackbird wasn't originally written about a, a, an actual bird, mm-hmm. but uh, it fit her scheme. And Paul, being a, a giant ag- advocate for animal rights, right. said, Sure, rip it diddly do. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Or works if you can effect. spin it, if you can spin it in an animal rights way to fall, more yeah. likely to say yes, I would say. Yeah. So he said uh, something like uh, along the lines of, "If they say it's okay, I'm certainly fine with it." They, <laughs> yeah. the, all the people that needing to give their permission for it. Mm-hmm. So he said uh, they could actually use the original white album tapes to work with, and uh, and then she did an arrangement for symphony orchestra and choir. Worked out pretty well.
There you go. Cool. Very nice. Yeah, it was nice. Um, I, I liked what she was doing. So, speaking of animals uh-huh. and animal lovers, okay. about a week and a half or so ago, uh, this is not a, a, a Magic Tavern reference, by the way, <laughs> about a week and a half ago uh-huh. or so, one of our dogs had a, a swollen area on her face. Okay, and I thought, oh, wow, did she get stung by a bee or something? Or a wasp or something? Because there's been some bees and wasps over in their their area. Tis the season. Ah, uh, yes. For that. And so we watched it, and then it went. the swelling went down. Okay. Uh, the next day, it was back to you know, pretty much normal. And by the second day, it was about normal. Okay, fast forward to maybe three days ago, and mm-hmm. there was a little, little lump, you know, like a little marble-sized lump in that same original spot. Uh, the next day it was about twice as big. And then the following day mm-hmm. it was, uh, her face was all swolled up bigger than before. And like, like she couldn't open her eye, one eye. Wow. And I was like barely a slit there. And I was like, uh Oh, we got to get this girl to the doctor. And, uh, several hours of, of waiting later because they don't, they're swamped. So they, they took a look and turns out she has uh, had a, uh, an abscess in one of her teeth that was just nasty. Like, quote, one humdinger of an abscess tooth, end quote, said the vet. And uh, so they promptly uh, started her on antibiotics and we brought her in the next morning. And uh, they performed some dentistry and extracted the tooth. When we picked her up today, they also gave me the tooth. Well, how fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, we've been told that uh, the cat needs a tooth operation. Also, it's kind of a, a snaggle tooth on the right fang. So mm. at some point, some dentistry needs to occur. But yeah, well, yeah. we were amazed that she wasn't, like, off her foods. Yeah. Uh, you know, she was fine, uh, acting normal. Right. Uh, maybe a little slow eating, but not anything to really, you know, it's like more in retrospect. It's like, yeah, maybe she did eat, take a little longer to eat, but otherwise fine, taking a treat, running around. And the, the vet was like, I can't believe it either. You know, she's like poking and prodding her lip over there. And it's like, she should be squealing in pain. But <laughs> right. one stoic dog. So Anyway, so she's all normal except for a, uh, you know, a big shaven patch on the right part of her face and some stitches, but wow. no swelling, and, and she came through the, the, uh, the surgery real well. Oh, While they job. were in there, they cleaned all her teeth and trimmed her nails and charged us a bunch of money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as they do. As they do. But, but the, not as much as the internet uh, estimated when I looked it up, <laughs> so that was a pleasant surprise. Good. Uh, always good. Excellent. It was actually cheaper than the low end of internet estimate, so... Mm-hmm. By a little bit, uh, which is okay. It varies by region, apparently. Maybe that's why they're swamped, because everybody knows a, a good bargain. What's been going on in your life besides parades and uh, snaggle teeth? Mostly snaggle just waiting. Cats. Yeah, just waiting for housing things to happen and mm-hmm. working. And because there were a couple of people who left work for vacation and or other reasons, uh, some like we had a couple of people quit. One person went on vacation. I've been working almost full time at the job, so it's necessitated some rigorous uh, time commitments. Mm-hmm. And uh, otherwise, I'm I'm just working on trying to get up um, my exhibition for my website. Uh, then you know the new things, art stuff. Yeah, speaking of time constraints, it's kind of we're noticing it because. We said, okay, let's try and record, or at least pencil in a possible record on a Wednesday, because uh-huh. usually we go on a Friday. And I said, okay, well, what if it just happened that we were free, we could do it on a Wednesday or a Thursday or a Friday, that would give us, you know, a buffer yeah. of time. And so now here we are recording at the evening of a Saturday. <laughs> mm. Not only did it not work out to go early, we're actually a day late. Yeah. What are you going to do? I know. You should have that clip ready. We really should. <laughs> what are you going to do? Yeah. Um, yeah, but, uh, you know, 
Speaking yes. of cutting things out of the show. So I, I decided to do some in-the-moment reading. You know, like I don't line up books uh, a lot ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I finished uh, The We Three Men by yeah. Jerry Pratchett. And for some reason, I decided I, I wanted to try a mystery. And I'd always, all my life, I've wanted to read an Agatha Christie novel and never mm-hmm. got past the hump of starting one. Because uh-huh. she wrote, uh, what, 80 of them? 70 or Something 80 like of that. them. And uh, there's a lot of guidelines on, you know, where potentially to start. You know, people say, oh, the the best book or, or two or three. These are the, mm. you should start there. Or you mm. should start with, you know, the this thing or that thing. Sure, like they do with the Discworld novels too. Yeah, and I just, I just thought, you know, I, I think I really want to try. If I'm not, I don't want to go backwards. If, mm-hmm. if I try the first piece by a person and I like it, I'm totally willing to go further. And I, maybe I'll skip around, you know, a bit. But for some reason, our mother was always a fan of mysteries. Yep. And she sure. sort of kept that a, as a side <laughs> love, uh, literally, literarily, liter- literature-wise. She she always <laughs> enjoyed mysteries, and she, she read a ton of them. Yeah. Variously by, I think she read some Sue Grafton's, you know, the alphabet series that she was doing, uh, oh. progressing in novel, you know, titles from A to mm-hmm. Z. Right. M is for murderousness. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and some Nio Marsh and yeah, yeah. some Dorothy Sayers. Uh, but uh, I, I know she read a bunch of Agatha Christie. We just, for some yeah. reason, we didn't have a have a lot of them at home. I don't know what happened to them. Hmm. She Maybe she buried them in college and before she started really collecting her books. I'm not sure. But... Mm. She's the queen of murder mysteries, right? So I decided I would sure, yeah, yeah. give one a try. And I started on the first novel called The Mysterious Affair at Styles from 1920 was her first novel. And I started that. And it is it is an amazing first novel. Like you, hmm. you would never guess. Wow. Um, not clunky at all. Very, very enjoyable. I'm on page, I don't know, 25 or 30, something mm-hmm. like that. Hercule Poirot, who is the major hero of her entire output, doesn't appear until page 14 or 15. Oh, is he in the first, her he's in the, first novel? I he's in the that. very first one. Oh. So, uh, but it's really, really good. Um, she does mm-hmm. a great job setting up the, the story and the setting. It's a little off-putting because of our times, and a lot of the setting of her novels apparently is the British aristocracy of, you know, turn of the century, Britain, and then you know, following forward into mm-hmm. the 30s and 40s. And so that that sort of feels a little out of touch, a little above it all, a little uh, not, you know, understanding, you know, any, the plight of anyone besides, you know, the white aristocracy, right? Mm-hmm. At the same time, uh, there's a huge nostalgia factor because we grew up watching at least pieces of all the BBC series yeah. that mom used to watch. Right, liked. we knew Peter Ustinov as Hercule Poirot. Right, uh, I'm not French, I'm Belgian. Mm-hmm. Insert that there. Maybe if I can find something. I've there. gotten yeah, I've gotten numerous uh, Jeopardy questions correct because of that, <laughs> <laughs> because of that history in our family. Right, <laughs> and, and not ever having read a single Agatha Christie novel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, she, yeah, she she's a really good writer so far. I, I mean, obviously she's extremely popular. So one mm-hmm. would think. Yeah, I'm I'm uh, very much looking forward to continuing on to other books. Cool. This is uh this is a lot of fun so far. We'll see. I'll let you know mm-hmm. uh, when I finish. It, they're yeah. I think most of them are quick reads because they're not they're under 200 pages a lot of them. I was going to say that yeah, they seem like the the ones I saw around were seemed like 
you know, relatively small yeah. uh, paperback novels, so paperback yeah. books. Yeah, she gets to so. the point, she runs through the, the paces, and she just lays it on the line, bam, done. <laughs> I'm intrigued, and I'm looking forward to more. I, I think, for whatever reason, at this stage in my life, I am into either ter- you know, the Discworld and or some kind of nostalgic thing, so... <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm not sure if that's good or bad, but we'll see what happens. <laughs> I was liking my- mysteries for a time there. Uh, I, I entered my mystery phase <laughs> through the Hardy Boys ah. uh, when I was in high school, junior high, high school. Mm-hmm. And uh, I went through, I think I read all of them, but I would get maybe four or five at a time. And then I would sell them back to Bookman's right. in, in Tucson, uh, you know, and get like, I don't know, it's kind of like selling textbooks back, you know, they didn't really get, give you much, but got some and then get some new ones, return them. You know, I don't think I ever kept any uh, other than the ones I was reading and then I turned them in for, for something new, but, um, but those were all fun. Mm-hmm. Quick and easy and uh, fun read. Hmm. Yet another reason to like the Venture Brothers. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh, that's excellent. For whatever reason, I think you got Encyclopedia Brown books. Is that right? Um, were they just library hmm. books that I found? <laughs> yeah, I don't recall which of us. Uh, I know we both read them, but I don't recall. I really, really liked them. I also liked uh, the Great Brain series. Yes. So that was my path to you know whatever that thing was. Mad Scientist Club, Great Brain, and then Encyclopedia Brown, which I thought kind of was your thing, but then I latched onto it, and I, I just read everything I could get my hands on mm-hmm. in Encyclopedia Brown. That, those were the mysteries <laughs> when I was a kid that I latched onto. Yeah. So I'm, I'm just... Encyclopedia Brown. <laughs> I'm, I find myself like kind of sad that I didn't ever give Agatha Christie a try when I was younger. Mm-hmm. But uh, they kind of... like. Mom never really pushed anything on us that she enjoyed. She just suggested and she, you know, left things out on on the shelf that was, you know, it was all possible. It was just, you know, we, we, we chose our own paths and she was happy Mm -hmm. to let us do that. But, (laughs) but I wish, I do wish she had sort of said, Hey, you know, you should like Agatha Christie is amazing. Just, just do me a favor try this one book and handed me, you know, Murder of Roger Ackroyd or, or something that was considered, you know, at her at the top of her game. And I yeah. might have, I might have really gotten into it and enjoyed it for a while. Maybe. Maybe. One can't type everything. <laughs> one, <laughs> one would like to live several lifetimes. Well, certainly for, uh, if nothing else, the uh, consumption of mass quantities of information. I suppose. Um, but it's we... entertaining information. Yeah. We're, we're running a little long here. Let me uh, get into yep. my music share real quick. Yep. It Go is for it. Called, uh, there's, a, there's an artist by the name of Tom Williams, mm-hmm. and his story is, I'm not, he, I don't really know a lot about him. He, he, he did an album recently. Uh, his newest album is called What Did You Want to Be? And it's uh, very much inspired by sort of 70s aesthetics. The piece that I'm going to share is called Rock and Roll, and it sounds like this. Found me some friends and we made a band Sent our heart and soul to a middle-aged man He emailed us back and said we didn't understand But what does he know, he's just a businessman We carried on regardless and we played some shows Texted all our friends and everyone we know We built it up steady and we built it up slow Now I just refresh my email, sit by my phone 
Concentrate on working, getting drunk and bored We flick through photos now and then of everything we did And laugh at all the other local bands being stupid kids And I don't believe in rock and roll no more I don't believe in rock and roll There you go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So just very much in the sort of vein of, of uh, looking back and taking... Yeah, yeah. it's got a nostalgic yeah. sort of retro mm-hmm. thing going. Mm-hmm. Taking pieces of uh, sonic atmosphere from that period and making something new out of it. I don't know, it just really caught my ear. That was one, another one that came across the radar that I, I just couldn't let go of. Yeah. I, that's it. I don't I don't really have any, anything much to say. I don't, I don't know a lot about them except uh, for this stuff, like this, these things mm-hmm. that he uh, just put out. So yeah, just nice. discovered him. I was noticing that he doesn't have a lot of views, you know, a couple hundred mm-hmm. yeah, views on the YouTube. seems weird to me, but video, yeah. So I didn't know how, how new he was or how new the, the album was. So mm-hmm. he hasn't necessarily reached a, a plethora of listeners. Yeah, brand new, brand new. Got a good sound. I like it. Mm-hmm. He's, he's uh, on tour mm-hmm. in England, apparently, uh-huh. at the moment. Uh-huh. So yeah, right. he's British. We'll see. You never know. People come this way. Some of them swing by Portland. It's possible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. I could see them. Got a decent venue mm-hmm. for concerts. So Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's all I got. All right. Well, that music indicates that uh, if you want to send us an email, you can send it to bros at it's just called two brothers.com. And on the social media things, you can tweet at us at IJC2B. Mm-hmm. And you blog every day at MarcusHarwell.com. Yeah. So, you know, contact us if you want to. Or if you don't, <laughs> far out. That's no a, pressure. We are, I am also a shy person by nature. <laughs> hey, we saw Thor Ragnarok last night. Oh, good for you. Right. <laughs> How good was it's that? Really, 
It was really good. It was, it was super fun, said. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they had a good time. Uh-huh. And uh, likewise, we had a good time with that. I, la- yeah, I, I, I laughed all the way, almost all the way through. Yeah, it's really, really mm-hmm. fun. Jeff Goldblum was a delight. <laughs> Mostly. Uh, being himself. A little annoying, yes. Eh, Typically. I, I, I was okay with him being himself. Mm-hmm. Or being a caricature caricature of himself. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure how I would put that, but uh, yeah, I was okay with that because clearly it was made to be uh, mm. silly, right? So um, you know, kind of over the top yeah. character, as it, you know, in the tag mm-hmm. <laughs> he is too. So um, the, the second tag, right? Yeah, it's good stuff. <laughs> Lots of good things. All his, Thor's interaction with Hulk and all kinds of surprisingly, um, it was just a surprise that they did that much. That they kept the levity going throughout the entire, yeah. you know, a, a superhero movie. That was my but favorite thing. Exactly. Yeah, we're able to keep plenty of action. Most <laughs> yeah. places, most most superhero movies that I don't care for, uh-huh. uh, ch- change it up instead of uh, instead of that much humor, they put that much angst, and that really <laughs> annoys me. Uh-huh. So, kind of like the the first Hulk movie, Incredible Hulk, I think yeah. it was. It's a bit of pathos there that you don't want to yeah. see. Yeah.